Conference Championships this morning. So we have our Super Bowl 57. It's the Philly Eagles taking on Kansas City Chiefs. But to talk about what happened this morning, joining us is ESPN's Laurie Horish. Laurie, thanks for your time. Great to be joining you, Guy. Well, I'm lucky to be upright and standing and interviewing you because my mighty 49ers, was it rotten luck or they just played poorly? No, it was rotten luck. Like It's a tough one when you're watching two teams. I think the two deserving teams to make it to the NFC showdown game, the Eagles and the Niners, and some similarities, both totally and utterly loaded at the skill positions on offense, play physical brand on defense, both very, very good defense with playmakers at every single level. Um, I think the 49ers, it really stood out what they have at linebacker, and the, the Eagles, their, their hellacious pass rush and opportunistic secondary, really improved secondary. So they both brought interesting and, and in some ways, I wouldn't say complementary, but almost um, almost mirroring uh, ideas for a game script. They both wanted to hit you with physicality and an overwhelming amount of talent early, get some scores and play with a lead. And the question was, who was going to get that lead? And look, sadly, injury played a huge role in this. Brock Purdy leaving the game with a nasty elbow injury that he truly limited him. Even coming back into the game after fourth string quarterback Josh Johnson, what that took out of the San Francisco 49ers offense, the Carl Shanahan offense, it eliminated passing altogether. I mean, they totaled 18 passes on the day. One of them was thrown late by Christian McCaffrey with a bit of wildcat quarterback trickeration. The Eagles then were set a platform that once once they a defensive tussle early on with the Niners, while they're dealing with their quarterback drama on the sideline, the Niners defense keeping that Philadelphia Eagles offense in check for a quarter and a half. And then we see penalties start to take hold. And this is where it's frustrating to see for the Niners. You could see a talented defense giving up some key third down penalties. It looked like they got off the field and flags flew. And most of them, if not all of them, deserving. Um, that can be a pro, that can be a product of just knowing that it can be pushing the limit a little hard, knowing that you are struggling so deeply on offense and that you do need to get off the field and try and, um, keep your team in it while some sort of offensive rhythm is attempted to be sparked when, uh, when you actually do have the ball. A big drive given up, fueled by penalties. The Eagles convert a touchdown, and then instantly after that, we have Josh Johnson, unfortunately fumbling on a drop back there, unable to corral the ball as it kicks around from his hand to some feet and lands with the Eagles, and they punch one in. Uh, another penalty actually moving them closer, 15 yards for a face mask penalty. And we see Boston Scott scampering just before the halftime breaks. So giving them that two-score lead, and from there, you just the game script went away from them. How are you going to... Score enough points against a really talented and complete Eagles defense. Yeah. I cued the fat lady yeah. right about there, I reckon, Laurie. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Laurie, the other game, which, uh, gee whiz, that went down to the wire, but was the foul unnecessary force? The final foul there on young Joseph Asai, who's a second-year player and, and it had some really positive moments in that game. Yes, personal foul, it's Unnecessary roughness out of bounds. It wasn't the most malicious ones. We saw more malicious hits over the boundary, yeah. you know, in the two games uh, elsewhere throughout the action today. But, but without eight seconds on the clock. Oh, with, it's a, look, there's a lot of questionable penalties in that game. And I've got Cincinnati Bengals friends, fans, uh, followers, non-followers in my mentions, lighting up my phone, telling oh. me about it. And they have a lot of right to be frustrated. This was not a banner day for NFL officiating, and people will talk about the fact that you do have the NFL and all its revenue and resources. The ref- the officials aren't employed on a full-time basis across the board. And this was not a great day for the uh, men wearing the stripes, men and women wearing the stripes, I say. So I think all in all, yes, that's a foul laid on. It's hugely costly because it moves that field goal in outdoor conditions mm. from 60 yards to 45 yards. 
Butker's got a decent leg on him, but that's a tough kick in the best of circumstances in a dome in perfect footing. Um, and the, the word had been that pre, you know, in pregame warm-ups at that end, he hadn't um, made the distance from that kind of range out. So a tough one there. You feel for Osai. We saw enough, so more than enough shots of him at the end of the game with his helmet kind of half on and his head in his hands. You just hope that Bengals team is getting around him. On the other side of the ball, what a gutsy, what a gutsy performance um, from Patrick Mahomes dealing oh. with um, dealing with that high ankle sprain that he's had less than a week to to get right for Travis Kelsey. We heard back spasms before the game that hardly seemed to feature into his production on the day, going for seventy eight yards and a touchdown to big time conversions. Joe Burrow showed why, in my opinion, he's the second best quarterback in the league, and he's in that tier below. Uh, he's in that grouping below Mahomes. Um, Mahomes truly is one of one if we're ranking them one through ten. It's daylight second, but I do think Burrow has pushed himself into that number mm. two slot. And fascinating to see those two go back and forth and fourth down conversions, third and sixteen, third and long conversions from Joe Burrow to like T Higgins and and Jamar Chase. They will be back, and I think what we saw in that AFC title game, and I think it's the type of contest we wished we get to see from two healthy teams in the NFC. Is this is what the AFC is going to be going forward? Referee calls or bounces of the ball or luck is going to be hugely pivotal because it's not just Burrow and Mahomes who sit at the top. It's the rest of those quarterbacks in the AFC. It's Trevor Lawrence. It's Josh Allen. It's Justin Herbert. Lamar Jackson, if he's back. Tua Tagovailoa, hoping, hoping for health that he's back. We've got a whole AFC South division outside of, uh, of Trevor Lawrence who are in position to seriously upgrade their quarterback uh, in this coming offseason in the draft. This, this is a fascinating conference that is loaded with young quarterbacks and these type of throwdowns are going to be ideally for the neutral fan the norm, but it is going to be these tiny slices of luck or harsh luck or whistles that go your way or don't um, or whistles that weren't heard and gave the Chiefs another goal on third down. That's another one Bengals fans are fired up about. Uh, but this is, this is, I think, if not the status quo, this is going to be more of the same from this conference going forward. And that's a win for everybody that, you know, aside from those uh, fans barracking at the time with uh, stress, you know, sweat beads rolling down their head. <laughs> Laurie, we might speak you around Feb 13, Super Bowl 57. We know it's in Arizona. It's the Chiefs v. the Eagles. It'll be live on ESPN, Australia time, about 10 a.m., Timmy. Roughly, yeah. We for won't us. even have a party for that. Mm. Uh, the, the halftime show's Rihanna. Who's Rihanna? Oh, come on. I thought I'd just say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I'm, good? I'm, pretty, I'm pretty happy with the Rihanna option right. there. There were some All other right. names floating around. And then I will say the answer by Chris Stapleton. I'm a big Chris Stapleton fan as well. Yeah. Um, for those that are in for the easy listening blues country variety. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, plenty to enjoy there. And we should say we should not, shouldn't get out of here without saying we do have uh, Jordan Mylata at left tackle, Australian representative of the Super Bowl. Could yes. Be, could be Aaron Sipos. We'll see his health. He hasn't been able to make it back yet from the ankle injury, but um, definitely an Australian presence coming out of the NFC with the Eagles. Okay. No one will beat Lady Gaga singing that next one. <laughs> Laurie, thanks for your time, mate. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. ESPN's Laurie Horish, our guest.